Welcome back for another episode of The Last Word. I'm your host, Sarah Faith, and I'm calling this episode Better Off Deleted. I've collected 25 stories from anonymous and deleted Reddit users who want you to burn these after hearing them. So let's get right into it. Number one. Nobody had the details right, but in 1901, when he was 17, my paternal great-grandfather killed the son of a police officer in St. Louis. He ran away from home, ended up in Omaha, and changed his last name. I confirmed all of this using Ancestry.com and newspapers. They called it an accident, but he and his brother were troublemakers, and street gangs were in abundance in 1901 in St. Louis one of which went after police officers and their families. There were a number of articles telling what happened. He also lied and told family members he was a police officer, but he never was. He was a security guard at a produce company. Two, I recently found out that my dad had a wife before my mom who died in a freak accident on their wedding night. She was sleepwalking and fell to her death over the balcony. Three, My grandfather was killed in a bar when my father was still a toddler. The official story was that he was murdered over a pinball game. Back then, pinball was pretty serious, I guess. It wasn't until recently my grandmother confessed on her deathbed that my grandfather actually killed someone and buried the body days before his own demise. He was killed in retaliation for a murder he committed. My grandmother kept this secret for almost 65 years. Four. My grandpa died at the age of 104. The last day I saw him, he was sitting in his chair and we chatted for a bit. We talked about the military since I'm in the military and he had been in for 65 years. All his life, he said he had been fighting the German invasion of Denmark. This day, though, he told me quietly and full of shame that he was helping the Germans take Denmark and that he regretted it every day. Five, my brother is a certified sociopath and scammed a NASA scientist who was really nice and lots of other people around the country with really outlandish personalities that he invents to get money, attention, or whatever from people. My grandmother got pregnant at 15. The father left when my mom was a toddler. Yeah, he went out for cigarettes and never came back. She became extremely successful in real estate by laundering money for the mob. Six, my aunt told me that my dad played with matches as a kid and burned down the family house. His baby sister was inside and she was killed in the fire. No one ever spoke of it. This was in the 1930s. I never knew about it until my father died. He must have had a haunted life and I never knew it. Seven, Grandpa committed four murders and got away with it because he's a lawyer. My uncle was in prison in the 90s because he was a getaway driver and a kidnapping. Eight, my dad, while a young man in the military, had a full-on family in Korea. He had two kids and named one after himself. He came back to the States and never contacted them again. He had another family, ours, and named my older brother after himself too. Using a throwaway for this one. 
My grandpa's whole career was in the military. He and his six brothers joined just after World War II and did not see combat until Korea. They weren't put in any of the same squads. Once, during a really intense firefight, my grandpa's squad crossed paths with his brother's squad. His brother was trying to help an injured squad member when he was shot three times, twice in the back and once in the chest. My grandpa ran to drag him out of the way and pull him to cover. They both knew that his brother wasn't going to make it out of this injury. His brother died a few minutes later and this made something in my grandpa's head snap. He said, for the rest of the war, he used the enemy troops as a source for dealing with anger over his brother's death. He went from being a terrified, inexperienced combat trooper to a killing machine. He said during the rest of the war, he felt no fear, only hatred. He was filled with rage. He would fight with incredible zeal and ferocity. He didn't specify how many people he killed. All he said was, the day my brother died was the day I became a killer. He didn't know how many he killed because if I told you, you would see me as a much different man. I wasn't a man at that point. I was a cold-hearted murderer out to watch them suffer. When they were injured and on the ground, he would beat them, kick them, cut off their fingers, knock out their teeth, stomp on their legs and break them. He only did this when there were no allies around. He literally started acting like a serial killer, torturing his victims and didn't want any of his fellow troops to see him do this. It was dishonorable and inhumane and he didn't care. My grandpa received a Purple Heart and multiple prestigious military honors once the war was over. He said that if anyone found out about the horrors he committed during the war, the awards would have been taken away. He said his time in Korea was the only time he felt like something other than human. He said it made him feel like a truly evil force and he liked it. This shocked us because he was the kindest, most gentle man I had ever known. He never swore, never got angry, and was incredibly tame and loving. His marriage was fantastic, and he made sure to show my dad and my aunt nothing but love when they were growing up. You would never take him as the type of guy to excitedly kill people in battle. My grandpa died with a lot of secrets. He only confessed to this horribly dirty fighting tactic in war because he wanted to die with some of his conscience clear. Until this point, he never even told my grandma about what he'd done in the war. My friend took a DNA test from 23andMe and discovered she had 185 siblings she knew nothing about. Without telling anyone, her mom's fertility doctor used his own sperm when couples were having trouble conceiving due to the father. 11. My dad beat a death sentence by technicality because his lawyer had a heart attack mid-trial. My great, great, great grandpa was an outlaw native like stagecoach heists and minor camp raids in the late 1800s i have a shoshone ancestor who jumped ship and ran in the oklahoma land run the penalty for jumping ship was death the shoshone never surrendered to the united states so they weren't allowed to own land not a big deal these days but once upon a time 
That might have caused some serious problems for my family. 12. My great-great-grandma was a Native American prostitute who was impregnated by a French-Canadian and consequently gave away my great-grandma. 13. Shortly after my grandpa was diagnosed with end-stage heart failure, he told me several stories about World War II that changed my view of him and war in general. Before I start, I'll say that my grandfather was one of the kindest men you'd ever meet. Always friendly, never drink, the kind of guy who gave the shirt off his back to those in need and handed out the biggest candy bars in town on Halloween. Everybody loved him. Shortly after D-Day, my grandfather was part of a 12-man rifle squad fighting in northern France. As his unit entered a seemingly abandoned village, they were ambushed by a squad of Germans and the unit was torn apart. They won, but by the end of the fight, only three of the Americans were still alive and one of them was badly wounded. The squad leader and his assistant were dead. The two unwounded soldiers swept the battle scene and hauled three badly wounded German soldiers into the middle of the street. My grandfather looked at the other American soldier and said, no prisoners. He cut the throat of one of the Germans right there. He said he almost puked because there was way more blood than he was expecting. His partner lifted his rifle to shoot the other two, but my grandfather stopped them. He said that there may have been other German soldiers nearby and didn't want the gunfire attracting them. They dragged the other two into the shallow ditch and had about six inches of water in it and stood on the German soldiers' heads until they drowned. After that, he said he hated the Germans. He confessed to a number of war crimes, including shooting civilians and killing soldiers who were trying to surrender, which is apparently a common occurrence back then. But the worst? He told me that he only felt guilty about one thing he'd done. In 1945, his new squad was going through a small German village when he and a couple of other guys kicked in the door to a small house. Inside was a small old German woman in a wheelchair who immediately started screaming and cursing at them in perfect English. My grandfather kicked over her wheelchair, rolled it out the door, and then he and his partners knocked over an oil lamp as they left the house. She burned to death. He looked at me with cold eyes and said, that was too cruel. She was an old woman. I should have just shot her. Damn. Fourteen. I was blown away when I learned that during World War II, my great aunt was the Madam of Dubuque, Iowa. Fifteen. When my aunt was 14, she got pregnant and gave up the boy for adoption. No one knew, but he only lived a couple of blocks away and the family frequently saw him as a child. They comment on how much he resembled our family. Fast forward 30 years and he gets in contact with my aunt. He's in a maximum security prison serving a life sentence for murder. He killed two people in 1985 and was recently charged with poisoning an inmate. 16. 
When I was a teenager, my parents were divorced and living within walking distance of each other. I often walked back and forth between their homes for whatever reason. I got to know a family that lived in the house on the corner of the block my mother lived on. One day as I was passing this house, I noticed a wallet on the ground. I picked up the wallet and opened it. I noticed the address on the ID was the house on the corner and it was the mom of the family, a very nice lady. Me being a teenager, I took all the money out of the wallet, about $50. I went home and returned the wallet, explaining I had found it down the street. The mother was very relieved and grateful. What always weighed on me is a few weeks later, I passed the corner house as I often did and the lady stopped me. She wanted to thank me for returning the wallet and handed me a $50 bill. I tried to refuse it, but she insisted. I was rewarded for stealing. While it's not a big secret, it is something I think about. I've never really had the heart to tell anyone. 17. My paternal grandmother hated my mother. The cover story is she was just an old lady who was depressed about her recently deceased husband. The real story is one day she called my mom and asked her to come pick up a casserole she had made for us. When my mom arrived, my grandmother had shot herself and left a note saying, among other things, that she wanted my mom to find her that way. She was, shall we say, an effed up lady and one of the meanest people I've ever known. 18. My grandpa fell in with a bad crowd after he retired at 60 and started doing a lot of coke. At the time, he owned his house outright and had plenty of cash put away for his retirement. Lost it all, he would come around to all of his kids asking for money, lest he lose his car, his house, etc. After a couple of years, it was all gone and my grandma separated from him. My grandma had to move in with my aunt and go back to work. I didn't see my grandpa until my grandma's funeral five or six years later. No one ever talks about it. Nineteen. My mom lied to a man and told him I was his son and frequently extorted money from him by telling him she needed it to raise me. I found out when he showed up with gifts shortly after I had moved out on my own. He had hired a PI after my mom refused to give him my contact info. He apologized for not being in my life and cried while telling me he was dying of pancreatic cancer. He didn't want to go without meeting me. I asked my mom about it and she told me she had told him that so she could get money for drugs after she left my dad. DNA tests confirmed that he was not my dad. That was the only time I met him. I took the gifts because it was such a surreal experience. I didn't know how to tell him anything other than that I forgave him. My mom is the only other person who knows this happened. 20. My father killed a man in self-defense in 1981. He was jumped by two men and stabbed twice. He ended up bashing one of the men's head in with a chunk of cinder block. 21. Something we rarely talk about is that my father designed nuclear weapons for like 35 years or something and won many awards for it. Now he just tells people he works in solar energy. 
22. When my mom was two, her dad ran off with the 17-year-old babysitter and set it up to look like he and the babysitter had been murdered while he was taking her home instead of letting people find out they had run off together. That could be a movie. 23. This happened years ago and I only have a few details, but my ex-father-in-law was caught in a sting operation trying to purchase a teenage girl. He had a separate apartment all set up, transferred the funds, and when he went to the delivery meet, he was arrested by the feds. 24. My great-grandpa thought that my great-grandma was cheating on him with her dentist. He went into his office and shot the guy. He got away with it until he confessed on his deathbed. No one suspected him. I don't know if my great-grandma actually cheated on him, but he was an a-hole capable of murder, and she was afraid to leave. 25. Last but not least, I had to turn this one into a novel. My mom had a terminal patient who confessed to her that he had murdered his twin brother in Vietnam and blamed it on the war. He intended to return to the U.S. and pose as his twin so he could be with his brother's wife. He told her that the wife had passed away years earlier. The patient's children blamed the confession on his dementia, but after he passed, they found a decades-old handwritten confession hidden in the family Bible. Thank you for joining me for another episode of The Last Word. I hope this episode finds you well. Please share it with everyone you know and head over to Amazon or Audible and check out my novel, Working for H2O. I hope everyone has a safe and happy Thanksgiving. Eat lots and lots of pumpkin pie and uh, try not to fight with anybody. 